Previously, on a romp across Aethna. In front of the building, Lady Roxa is standing with a tall, barrel-chested man. My name is Alfonso de Manzanero. You thank him for showing you around town and for the fishing rod he gifted you. It should take us about three days to get down there. A romp across Aethna, episode six. Captain Othea and the crew of the Sea Nymph's Song. It's been days since you left Twins Crossing, joining Brainel and Hoff on their riverboat headed south. Just like when you were working on the caravan, you cycle through the same motions. In the mornings, you break camp and settle on the craft. During the afternoons, you lounge and converse with Adelina. You spend your evenings around the fire listening to Brainel's tale of the two Katzen brothers' childhood. Whenever you have a chance for free time, you consume it using your new fishing rod, growing in proficiency with every passing day. The rushing river water of the Midland Plains morphs into the southern swampland. Large brown trees create natural bridges for anyone passing through. The animal sounds turn more exotic and unfamiliar to you, keeping you on edge. Every splash is a potential threat, and you decide to sleep with your sword close. Your anxiousness grows when Brainel and Hoff recommend passing through the swampland without stopping, given the dangers that lurk in the murky water below. Looking for a second opinion, Adelina flies off into the trees, only to return a few minutes later. I couldn't get a straight answer from them. Some were saying it's fine to camp, while others were telling us to move on. Adelina pauses and rubs her chin. <sighs> but the more I think about it... The ones that were so adamant about us staying are leaving me feeling uneasy. I say we move on. You all decide to continue forward and rotate in shifts. You're thankful that the two brothers agreed to allow you to take the day shift, given their better night vision. You spend several hours pushing the riverboat further along the river using a setting pole. While you navigate the area without incident, with Adelina's help, you can't help but shake the feeling you're constantly being watched. It's on the fourth day, you find yourself in a mid-afternoon nap, when you feel a sudden tapping on your cheek. Assuming it's one of the many southern insects, you swat it away, only to receive the ire of your sponsor. Hey! Don't swat at me! That's extremely rude! All you hear is a muffled buzzing noise as you throw your arm over your face. You're not one to appreciate being awoken from a nap. It isn't until you feel a sharp pain from inside your nose that you jerk up. With one eye open, you see Adelina hovering above you, holding two strands of your nose hair. Ha! I figured that would get you up. Grab your gear. Hoff said we're almost to Weddle Bay. You scrunch your nose and clear the sleep from your eyes while you grab your nearby backpack. While you float down the river, you can see smoke rising from the south. Your eyes follow the trail until you reach your next destination. Wooden shacks stack upon the raised hill of the river's edge. Green moss hangs from balconies, creating a natural facade that makes it hard to determine where the southern swamps end and the city begins. As you get closer to the mouth of the river, the density of the buildings grows. You watch as the wakes in the river enlarge, while the muddy brown water shifts into a natural blue. You hear a bell tower's ring from the center of the city, pulling your attention to the massive docks nearby. 
Your eyes light up at the size of the seafaring vessels. Hundreds of crew work tirelessly among the dozens of ships docked along the coast. Seabirds caw above, eyeing their next meal. Passers-by weave in and out of taverns, shops, and crowds. The city is built around the docks, making the closest buildings prime real estate. Raynell and Hoff shift to oars when you reach the sea. They guide the boat halfway down the docks until you all reach an open warehouse. Once inside, dock hands help guide the boat in with long poles and ropes. After you disembark, you shake hands with Branell and Hoff, thanking them for getting you to Weddell Bay safely. Just part of the job, mate. Hoff says, before turning and speaking with a nearby dock worker. Exiting the warehouse, you pull out the parchment that Lady Roxa gave you. Madalena sits on your shoulder and reads it after you unroll it. Doesn't look like she gave us a whole lot of options, she says. Only three names and three ships. You'd think she'd know more people than that. You comment how maybe these are just the people who she knows that will be here around this time of year. How would she even know that? Is she some kind of boat whisperer? You shrug and begin to walk as she continues reading. So we've got Captain Helmrunner of Amnesty, Captain Longtooth of Unseen Torrent, and Captain Othea of Seenim Song. Which one do you want to look for first? You respond that you should both look for all three. You'll take the first one you find, and if there are any issues, you just move on to the next one. Good idea. Do you think they'll be huge like that one over there? Maybe we'll make some new friends. You agree that it's a possibility. She excitedly bounces on your shoulder, causing you to laugh and filling you with admiration. You're starting to treasure her little quirks. The crowds on the dock leave you feeling a bit claustrophobic as everyone moves shoulder to shoulder. It feels as though the entire city is here. Reminded of Lady Rox's warning, you take off your coin pouch and place it deep into your bag. You suggest Adelina keep an eye out for any sticky fingers. She nods, and you watch her eyes shift colors before perching on top of your bag. The two of you walk down the docks until you find the first ship on your list. You double-check the name on the side, and wonder if you should just move on to the next one. The ship is as equally big as it is worn. Bones of a humanoid figure are strapped to the bowsprit like a macabre figurehead. The wood on the sides of the hull shows clear signs of rot. The center mast is snapped in half, hanging off the side of the ship. The two other masts look to have been hastily repaired with beams of metal, reinforcing cracks along the sides. Whatever they went through, it was rough. You march up the nearby ramp onto the deck. The wood boards flex beneath your feet, and you're uncertain if you should proceed further. You hear a whistle and look up to see a woman leaning on the quarterdeck's railing. She swirls her tankard as she looks over at you. Tentacles of varying length fall down the back of her head. The skin around her hair, on the sides of her arms and legs are a dark purple, with blue pulsating dots that seem to pulse with the beat of her heart. However, her face, breast, and stomach are several shades brighter. She's wearing a black leather shoulder jacket that has a thick left pauldron of some symbol you don't recognize. It does little to cover her yellow ruched-style bikini top that matches the sash draping down the front of her enormous belt. She finishes her drink, tosses the cup overboard, and approaches you. What are you doing on my ship? She asks, 
We're looking for Captain Helmrunner. Madalina says. I said that. Your companion flies off your bag and hovers next to you. I did. A fae? The woman asks, twisting her lips. Well, I'm Captain Helmrunner. What do you two want? We're visiting based on recommendation from Lady Raxa. She said you might be able to help us get into the Academy. You hand the captain the parchment and watch as her eyes read over scribbles. That's Lady Raxa's sigil, all right, she says. It's too bad she didn't come with you. I'd have loved to have a drink with her. You explain that you departed with her back in Twins Crossing and chartered a boat along the Southern River, hoping to get to your ultimate destination. Captain Helmrunner rolls up the parchment and hands it back to you. She lets out a heavy sigh before leaning on one of the nearby rails. I would love to take you to the Academy. Hilarum was my next destination, but as you can see, the Amnesty just isn't in a condition to do so. We got hit with some severe storms a few days back. I've given the entire crew a week of shore leave while I figure out how to fix the old girl. You and Adelina look at each other, sigh, and thank the captain for her time. Sorry it's not better news, but Longtooth or Captain Othea should be able to help you get squared away. You watch the captain grab her chin. Although now that I think about it, I think I saw the unseen torrent depart a few days ago. What about the sea nymph song? Adelina asks. Oh, she's still here. Captain Helmrunner turns and points down at the far end of the docks. You see that massive ship down there? That's the one you're looking for. You all say your goodbyes, and she wishes you luck before you and Adelina step off the ship. Your pace quickens as the fear of being stuck in Weddell Bay compels you forward. Adelina flies above the crowd as you weave in and out of the herd. You halt as the traffic in front of you stops moving. When you look around, you notice the formation of a queue leading to a table along the docks. At the table sit two sailors who question everyone that approaches. You watch those that approach fill out paperwork before being allowed passage beyond two colossal gray-finned Ubian men acting as bodyguards. You tap the man in front of you who's standing in line and ask him what's going on. Oh. Captain Othier is looking for some new crew. She's holding tryouts for anyone interested. When you ask him what's required, he just shrugs. No idea, but I've heard they can be pretty tough. She only holds tryouts when needed. Most of her crew are lifers. She pays the best. But she also expects the best. Adelina whispers in your ear. We're not here to join her crew. Maybe you can just go talk to one of the guys near the table and see if we can charter passage. You nod in agreement and walk past the line. Those standing nearby shout curses at you as you strut by. When you reach the table, one of the guards approaches you and points back from whence you came. Back of the line. He growls. Everyone will get a chance to apply, but not if you don't follow the rules. You explain you're not here to apply, but instead wish to charter passage on the boat. One man sitting at the table, helping with the forms, looks up at you. Do you have a reservation? When you say no, you see the man try to suppress a laugh. <laughs> then we can't help you. We're booked out for months. You hand him the parchment given to you by Lady Roxa and ask if they can make an exception. The man looks over the parchment, back at you, and then tells you to wait here. 
You watch him get up from the table and board the ship. A few minutes later, you see him return. Only this time, he's not alone. With him is a woman whose presence turns every man's head. She has brown, mane-like hair that flows over a fur-lined cloak. Her green skin shimmers in the sunlight, with tattoos along her muscular arms. A leather and metal bra supports her large breasts. Her ensemble is paired with a thick kidney belt, composed of straps of leather that hang down the front and back. When she approaches you, her physique casts a shadow over you. Ahem. I'm Captain Athea, she says, holding up the scroll. Are you the owner of this parchment? You nod your head confidently. She looks you up and down, and then back at the line of men behind you. When she looks back down, you see something nefarious in her eyes before a smile creeps along her face. Hmm. As Royal said, we're booked up. I've been for months. However, you look like you might be... capable. We're short on manpower for the next voyage and having an extra pair of hands would be useful. I'm looking to bring on two new crew, but if you manage to make it through the trials, I'll bring you aboard temporarily as a third until we get to Hilarium. You can work for the travel, no cost for you. What do you think? You look up and smile, explaining you don't really have another choice unless she knows of another ship heading for Hilarum. Well, the only other ship heading that way was Captain Longtooth, and he left a couple days ago. You could always wait around and hope another ship is passing through that might be headed halfway across the bloody planet. Or, you could give the tryout a shot. You agree, when the captain motions for you to follow her. Captain, uh... What about the paperwork? Royal asks. Fuck the paperwork, Royal! He's either gonna make it and join or be stuck here. Either way, it's not gonna matter because he's not gonna be with us long term. Understand? You're right. My apologies, Captain. As you follow the She-Orc, you take in the sights of the ship. It's the largest one you've ever seen. Based on the rows of portholes, you're guessing it has more than three levels. Gold and red-painted wood decorate the length of the ship, making it beam luxury. A figure of a nude sea nymph crests the bowsprit. On top of the deck sprout three vast masts that burrow down into the depth of the ship. Once on board, you see the rest of the group you will compete against. Captain Othea rests her hand on your shoulder and points to the huddle. Take your things off to the side, but keep your sword just in case you need it for the tests. Once you're done, you can join the rest of them. I'll kick things off once everyone else is registered. When you ask the captain what is involved with the rest of the tests, she lets out a short laugh. Ha! <laughs> that wouldn't be any fun if I spoiled the surprise. You feel her squeeze your shoulder and wink before taking a seat on top of the quarterdeck, giving the impression of a queen overlooking her subjects. With the captain gone, you look around you, realizing you haven't seen or heard from Adelina. You move to the edge of the ship and call out her name. You hear her soft voice whisper behind your ear. I'm right here, my champion, she says, her small head popping out from the top of your bag. Based on how everyone's been reacting to me lately, I didn't want to chance you being denied passage just because you brought me along. 
You reassure her that if they denied you because of her, you would have found another way to get to the Academy. The sentiment puts a smile on her face. Thank you for saying that. But that could take too much time. I'll try to keep a low profile for now and watch the show. Speaking of... You do realize you have to win, right? I don't sponsor losers. But don't worry. I have faith in you. You thank her for the vote of confidence and unshoulder your bag. Looking at the rest of the men and women, you notice none of them wearing armor. You decide to take off your leather chest piece and set it behind your bag, placing them both near the ship's railing. Before you turn away, Adelina whispers for your attention, curling her finger to have you move in close. When you get close enough, she hurriedly places a kiss on your cheek. For good luck. Now go kick their asses. You move to the center of the ship's wide deck and begin stretching, evaluating your competition. There are over 20 men and women on the ship and still a few more just entering. They range in age from young adults to seniors. They seem to come from all walks of life, some men wearing more gold in their teeth than you have in your purse, while others look as though they've never showered a day in their life. You decide it doesn't matter. All that matters is you do your best. After finishing your warm-up, you watch the crowd shuffle toward the quarterdeck. You turn to see Captain Othea stand, looking as if she's about to make an announcement. You see several crew lift up the platform that led from the ship to the dock and assume the trial is about to begin. Welcome, brothers and sisters, Captain Othea says. I'm Captain Othea. And if you don't know that by now, well, you can get the fuck off my ship. A roll of laughter echoes throughout the crowd. It's not often I look to bring on new members of my crew, but given the boon of work being thrown my way, I think it's about time to expand. Now, something you should already know before we begin. I only want the best. Every member of this crew has been hand-selected by me. I've personally inspected each and every one of them to ensure they're capable of handling anything I throw at them. I expect obedience, hard work, and above all else, loyalty. The captain paces as she speaks. When our customer's charter passes on the sea nymph song, there are certain expectations that come with it. You will learn and live these if you manage to make it through the tests here today. With all that out of the way, I believe introductions are in order. You watch as four individuals approach from the nearby railing. The first is a woman with large red paws, black wings, and a carapace tail. Her beauty is mired only by her scorn while she looks across the rest of you. Behind her are three of the largest Ubians you've ever seen, you guess they're upwards of ten feet tall, with large black fins, black eyes, and teeth the size of your fist. The deck creaks underneath their massive frames when they approach. When you look around, you realize you're the only one who is not moved from their presence. Your body reacts instinctively, and you place your hand on the hilt of your blade. The beautiful manticore with the bright red hair and fur is first mate Hess. The three behind her, Riptide, Frill, 
and Yilly. They will be the ones overseeing the tests and will have the ultimate say if you make it aboard this ship. They will assess your strength, intelligence and skill. Each of you will perform the same tests. Some tests will be timed. You will follow First Mate Hess's instructions as if they were the word of Ungroth himself. Now, before we begin, are there any questions? You look around and see three hands go up in the crowd behind you. You watch as Riptide, Frill, and Yili stomp over to the three men, pick them up, and fling them over the side of the ship. Thunderous laughter rolls through the rest of the crew, sitting along the sides of the ship and hanging in the shrouds above. After the laughter settles down, the captain asks again, Any more questions? With no response, Captain Othea sits back in her chair and issues her first command. All right, first mate Hez, take it away. Listen here, you limp-dick, maggot-bread-eating, oaf-looking knife-ears. From this point forward, you're all fucked. You thought you came here today to prove yourself to the captain. Well, guess what, ladies? You're not even worth the dirt smudged on the end of her boot. As much as I'd love spending the day drilling you all into the ground, we've got to keep on schedule. That's the only good news for you. The bad news is you have to prove yourself to me, and I don't have time or the patience for weakness. Starting now, you've got two minutes to jump overboard and lap the ship. You turn and pummel through the group who were not paying attention. With a standing jump, you leap off the side of the ship, holding onto the hilt of your blade. When you hit the surface, you hear the preceding thuds behind you of the remaining recruits. As you open your eyes, you're greeted by Ubian faces who are watching the show from underneath the water. While you're not the fastest swimmer, you lap the ship under the time limit given and wade in the water until you're issued further instructions. Your wit pays off when you see others make a poor assumption and Hess's goons throw them back into the water. It looks like some of you can pay attention while others cannot. Those of you who climbed back aboard, are done. I never said board the ship after the lap, you dumbasses. When other lives are in your hands, following the orders given is paramount. The rest of you can climb back up now. After you climb aboard the ship, you look behind you and notice that the group is already down to 15. Line up in three rows of five. Hess commands. Good. I'm glad that wasn't too hard for you. Each of you drop to the deck and give me 50 push-ups. Stand when finished. Even though your arms are tight from the swim, you crank out the push-ups with ease. You're the first to stand. When your eyes gaze around you, first mate Hess zips in front of you. Eyes forward. You acknowledge her command and wait for the others. You hear a few more splashes until silence fills the air. Thick thighs save lives, Hess says. Give me 50 squats. Stand when finished. You complete the request without issue and dare not to look back. Each thud behind you precedes screams to wait, followed by a splash in the nearby water. You're astonished at the rate the recruits are dropping, and it's clear that the captain didn't lie about only accepting the best. 
The physical portion of the trial finishes with a requirement of 50 crunches before moving on to the section for intelligence. The crew hands you all a piece of parchment and charcoal. The first mate asks you 25 random questions around ship navigation, parts of the ship, and hypothetical situations involving the crew. Your mind races through your responses when you realize this is your weakest area. Growing up in the Midland Plains left you with little exposure to the water. While your father provided you the best education he could, most of it was survival skills. You scribble down the best responses you can come up with and pray that Hess doesn't see through your bullshit. The splashes are more frequent this time around as Hess stops and reads through everyone's parchment. You're the last one she goes to. As she steps forward, you hold your breath when you hand over your paper. Her bitter expression is hard to see through. When she looks up at you, her grimace makes you believe you're going overboard. But when she moves to the center of the deck, you let out your held breath. Three and the temp are all that's left. Hess says, We haven't even started the skills and we're down to the final four. What do you think, guys? Should we let them in? The crew boos and shouts obscenities while Hess paces back and forth. That's right, we don't cut corners around here. You fuckers may be all that's left out of that sorry lot, but I'd rather die than let some hundred-pound sack of hunshit sully my crew. Hess points to her companions. You three, grab the rope, and each pair off with the rest of them. I'll pair off with this one. The first mate grabs a nearby piece of rope and throws it at you. You catch it in your hand and stand at attention. She steps forward and leans to the side of your face, her unnaturally hot spickle tickling your ear as she speaks. Just know I see what's going on here. A last-minute temp on the day we have our tryouts, and one that is passing every single test with ease. The only way that happens is if you're a plant. I don't know why the captain would bring you on board. Maybe she questions my judgment. Maybe it's testing to see if I am loyal. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. As all these other shit stains leave the crew, I'm the one that's been here the longest and will always be by her side. Just know that I am watching you. The lump in your throat is hard to swallow as she pulls away and looks into your eyes. You have no idea what she is talking about, but by the crazed way she's looking up at you, you doubt there's any way you could convince her otherwise. All right, each of you has 30 seconds to tie a bowline knot, a cleat hitch knot, and a figure eight knot. Go! As you hurriedly scramble with the knot, Hess leans in closer. You've only got 20 seconds. Luckily, tying knots was a skill passed down from your father. You whisper the nursery rhyme in your head as you rotate through the rope. When you finish, you look up to see a wide-eyed, frazzled hair manticore staring at you. Her expression turns to scorn as she leans in and digs one of her pointed claws into your chest. Like I said. Hess says, stepping away and pointing at her eyes, and then back at you. A smirk forms on your face as you watch the first mate walk to the edge of the quarterdeck. It seems we still have four left, Captain. How do you want to handle it? Captain Othea leans back in her chair with her boots up on the edge of the railing. 
Down the sparring swords! The crew erupts into cheers at the sound of the captain's command. Coin exchanges hands as you overhear the crew taking bets on who is going to be the last one alive. You unshoulder your own blade, trading it for a wooden sword handed to you by Hess. You rotate it and swing it in your hand. It's sturdy enough to do the job. You look at the three individuals standing against you. There's the Reptican with eyes that shift independently of each other, a thick Katzen woman with black dots and light brown fur, and a miniatrice who is nearly as tall and stacked as Yili. Your previous experience in Stone Ridge Meadows guides your decision. Your plan is to work your way up to the miniatrice in hopes the other combatants will wear her down by the time you're ready. All right, everyone's got a weapon, Hess says. Last one standing will be declared the victor. Just don't be the first one to drop and you've got the job. When you all square off, rotating in a circle, you quickly realize the other three are looking at you. They group together, each pointing their swords in your general direction. At first you're confused, wondering if Hess or someone else put them up to this. But you recognize the fear in their eyes and understand they see you as the biggest threat. Something primal stirs inside of you, and a wicked smile forms from ear to ear. The Minotress charges first. You step in and lunge into her wide swing, digging the tip of your sword up and under her ribcage. You lift her up off the ground and slam her body into the deck of the ship. She wails, clutching her stomach. A long tongue snaps by your face, nearly taking your sword with it. You keep your distance, biding your time as you wait for the next strike. When it whips by, you grab the Reptican's tongue, wrapping it around your arm, and using the leverage to throw the beast to the overboard. You feel pain across your back as the Katzen's claws swipe across your skin. You don't have time to worry about the legality of the attack as you duck between each swing. Her blows are fast, catching your arms as you fail to dodge her swats. You tell yourself you need to do something. Her speed and agility have you at a disadvantage, but strength is on your side. You just need to land one blow. You wait for her to make a mistake. It's your own blood that turns the tide of combat. The Katzen slips in the blood pooled on the deck, giving you a window to strike. She drops to one knee before you land an overhead strike across her temple. You pant over her motionless body. When she doesn't get up, you scour the deck. You relax, noting the combat is over. Boos and cheers echo all around you as the crew celebrates and mourns your victory. However, just as quickly as the commotion came, it's immediately silenced. You look around to see all eyes are upon you. Looking down, you watch your amulet glow while its magic heals your wounds. When the spell completes, Hess approaches you and asks what everyone is thinking. What the fuck are you? All eyes turn to the captain when she stands from her chair and begins issuing orders. First mate, Hess! Get everyone else in line, toss the minotaurus, and prepare the ship for departure! I want to be well into Hilarion by dusk. Captain Othea turns and points to you. And you, new guy. Meet me in my quarters. We need to talk. Unsure of what awaits you, 
You drop the wooden sword and follow the captain through the door beneath the quarterdeck. Have a seat in one of the chairs. I'm just going to hang up my cloak. <sighs> That's better. A fur around the collar can get a bit warm in the south, but it's become part of my trademark at this point. People expect to see me wear it. Care for a drink? Water? I've got plenty of wine. Hmm. Hmm. That's all right for now, but I'm going to be disappointed if we don't drink together. <clears throat> oh. mm, I love this elven shit. About the only good thing that comes out of Airlantha. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. They're all stuck up. Got an old on all the magical item production, ain't they? They hold their nose above everyone else because they've got some mystical secret no one else knows. <sighs> Speaking of mystical magic shit, when were you going to tell me about your situation? Huh? You're a noble, aren't you? No? I know what I saw out there. Tell me, are you innate or divine? Neither. Oh, that amulet. Then you have to be a noble. Magical artifacts like that aren't cheap. A gift from your father. <laughs> That's some gift. See, I knew there was something about you as soon as Royal handed me the scroll. When I read it, I knew I had to let you on board. Because... I just wanted to see what you would do under pressure. If you manage to get Lady Raxa's favour, then obviously you're something different. My guess was right. Well, she doesn't hand out parchment with her sigil to just anyone. This is why you need a drink. You need to lighten up. You're still tense from the combat, aren't you? Yeah, you are. Making me gap. I spent all fucking day dealing with docking fees and paperwork. Watching you fight got my blood going and the lingering smell of combat. Let's wrestle right here, right now. Yes, you do. I can tell you want to fight. You're a warrior just like me. Oh, you scared the big orc captain's gonna hurt you. <laughs> See? I knew it. Just a little grappling match. First one to tap loses. What do you mean, what am I doing? I'm not grappling in my fucking armour. <sighs> yeah, good point. You should lose your clothes too. <laughs> Alright, suit yourself. 
Ready? Oh, come to Captain! Come on, little man. I thought you were tough. Show me your rage! Is that all you got? If you were an old woman, I'd bend you over and make you my... You think those quick moves of yours will outmatch me? Me? <laughs> I'm Captain Athea, descendant of the Rooktruk tribe, conquerors during the Great Horde. Kingdoms fell at the power of my ancestors, and I will not be defeated by some puny, weak. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you pinned now. All you gotta do is tap. Go on, do it. I told you I'd win. Nothing can beat the power of an orc. What do you mean you didn't tap? I felt it right. Oh, what's this? This was supposed to be a grappling match. Pretty shameful of you to bring a hidden blade. <clears throat> Accident. Somehow, I doubt that. Seems rather intentional to me. Nah, ah, ah! You're not getting out of this. Aren't you familiar with orc tradition? The victor claims the other as their prize. Now, you have to do something for me. Don't worry, you'll find out soon enough. Now, don't move. How does that feel? Better? Bit like you were gonna rip through your pants there. An Ungroth's cock, I can see why. This wouldn't happen to be the reason Lady Raxa was so fond of you, was it? <laughs> I wouldn't blame her if it was. Gets lonely on a caravan, just like it does on sea. <clears throat> oh, my throat's parched. Not you. I told you, don't move. Don't worry. You'll quench your thirst soon enough. I have an idea for that. Hmm, the bounce of your cock makes me think you like what you see. Maybe it's my powerful arms, thick thighs, and these abs of mine. Or maybe you're just a bit more traditional. You like my big tits and ass. <laughs> Good answer. Don't. Move. If you're not careful, I might squash you between these thighs of mine. 
You'll drink. But not from any cup. Only from me. You were thirsty, weren't you? Oh, you like the taste of my green pussy, don't you? Oh, what if we mixed a bit of rum with it? I'll just drip this down my body and you tell me how it tastes. Right between my abs. Oh, you like the taste, don't you? <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, fuck, that's good. Oh. Oh. Why did you learn to use your tongue like that? Oh, did Raxa teach you? Whatever you're doing, oh, don't you dare stop. Oh, fuck yes. Oh, give me your head. Let me grind my pussy onto your face. Oh, I'm gonna cover you with my juices. Oh, shit. Right there, keep going. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Right there. that move you did with your tongue. Oh, oh, oh. Only Lady Raxa sucked my clit like that. Oh, seems she taught you well. <laughs> oh, oh no, we're far from done. That was just the appetizer. Give me your legs. I'm going to show you how an orc fucks. I'm going to take this big thick cock of yours and I'll take you all the way in. See, look at the power of old pussy. I let go of your legs and you still hang from me. You could try as much as you want, but there's no way you're getting out of my powerful cunt. Not that you want to, anyways. <laughs> now don't move. I'm gonna show you why they say once you go orc. <laughs> oh, you like my orc pussy, huh? How it squeezes you every time I thrust. Oh, fuck. Don't lie. I can hear your moans already. Oh, fuck. Don't try to move. I'm in control. You just sit back, relax, and let me have my way with you. 
sailor. Let me hear you moan for your captain. Ah, fuck you. Fuck, this is some good dick. Shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, I destroyed Jimmy so good. Every thrush hits the back of my walls. I love it when a wonderful cock completely fills me. I'm so fucking glad you showed up when you did. I'm gonna fuck you until your dick falls off. I'm gonna fuck you until your dick falls off. I'll keep you locked in this room with me the entire voyage. Use you like my own little sex toy. I'll drain you completely dry. Every last drop. You'd like that, wouldn't you? If you want the big old captain to fuck you every moment of every day. Keep it up and you might get your wish. I can feel you throbbing inside me. You're getting close, aren't you? God, I want you to fill me up with your sloppy thick cum. I'm gonna pump it all out of you. Fuck yes! Give me everything! Come take me into my cunt! Fill me up with your seat! inside me. <laughs> Look at it. Oh, it's leaking out of me still. Do you always come this much? This is more than an orc, and that's saying something. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's because of that good orc pussy. I told you, once you go orc... <laughs> I kind of feel bad letting all this go to waste. What is Celestra's cunt? Why does this taste so good? Farmer pine fruit, maybe? Stop moving! <laughs> so, what if you're sensitive? Deal with it. 
You're not going anywhere until I clean all of this up. Is it always like this? All the more reason to not let you leave. <laughs> I wonder what happens if I need your balls a little bit. you twitching again. Are you going to come again? Yeah? Give it to me. Taste it straight from the sauce. Just as I thought. It's even better. <laughs> fun and uh, you don't have to thank me I know that's the best fuck of your life <laughs> now that we're at sea we should probably get you settled once you feel like you can stand again you can go and grab your things and bring them in here nah that was just eat at the moment I'm not literally gonna lock you in here However, I do plan to take full advantage of that mace swinging between your legs. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> However, let me be clear. What happens here stays in here. Can't let the other crew think I'm going soft just for some good dick. Glad we understand each other. Problem? Uh, what problem? You have a fae with you? Uh, no, 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 I'm not mad. I love fays. Uh, where is she? Is she in this room? Well, go get her! Is she cute? I bet she's cute. Of course she can stay. It's not like I take up much room. Probably the size of my pinky, ain't she? <laughs> but before you go, any other surprises you wanted to tell me about? No, I get it. I understand why you didn't tell me. People are just ignorant. 
Good. You keep things straight with me and I'll do the same. <laughs> Go on, off. Episode Summary XP Gained Obtain passage on the Sea Nymph's song 200 XP Past Captain Othea's inspection 200 XP This was a romp across Ethna, Episode 6 Captain Othea and the crew of the Sea Nymph's song Narration by Rebecca Woods Adelina performed by Cumbom Ranel, Hoff, Royal, and others performed by Boshita Blasta. Captain Othea performed by Ivy Wild. First Mate Hess performed by Baku Satsuho. Audio production by Boshita Blasta. Written and produced by Ajax Ligon. Thank you so much for listening to our production. If you enjoyed this performance, please consider subscribing to Ajax's Patreon at patreon.com slash There you'll gain early access to unreleased episodes of A Romp Across Ethna, art of the various characters of Ethna, participate in community events, and more. Make sure to follow all of the artists and performers on social media, which will be linked in the description. Thank you again, and we hope to have you back for Episode 7, Lost at Sea.